You're listening to Podcast Royal. I'm your host, Jessica. And I'm your host, Rachel. And we officially have a Christmas carol service scheduled in the Royal Diary for December 8th. Woohoo! Although we already knew the date because they accidentally leaked it. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we can say it's official now. So mark your calendars for another viewing of the Princess of Wales together at Christmas, which will air on Christmas Eve again. And I know we'll both be tuning in to see this. And one thing I actually saw that I wanted to mention is this year's service is going to include a special thank you from Shaping Us to those who support babies, young children, and families across the UK. Yeah, Shaping Us, I don't even think existed at the Christmas Carol concert last year. I think it launched in January. Speaking of Shaping Us, we also have news of a keynote given by the Princess of Wales at the Shaping Us National Symposium last week. Yes, we do. And I am actually really looking forward to chatting about that as well as several other stories we've got today. But before we jump into the rundown, I do have a quick bit of British to share this week that I feel is really fitting for our audience since we've been talking so much about British food. So I'm going to say let's tuck into a yummy bit of British. What do you say, Rachel? Let's do it. Okay, so this week I want to share an Instagram follow that we've actually talked about a lot on the pod in the past, and I know a lot of our listeners already follow her, but one of my favorite follows on Instagram is Laura Ann at All That's Pretty. So she lives in Ireland, and she is a fellow royal lover, and she somehow manages to time things just right for frequent royal sightings. She's always in the right place at the right time, Rachel. She's met the Princess of Wales during a walkabout. She recently spotted Princess Anne at an event. And then she's also got a group of women around the UK who will send her their royal sightings. And they're like her, I don't know, reporters on the ground. And Mm -hmm. she'll share it on her Instagram. So there's just a lot of fun stuff to follow with her. But I've loved this account for a long time, by the way. Yes. Yes, I I do enjoy her content. It's fun. Um, So the reason I'm sharing her this week is because she just kicked off a new series on Instagram. And I know our listeners are going to like this. It's called Seven Days of Christmas Sandwiches. And she is going to food shops and cafes and trying their seasonal Christmas sandwiches. And then she's rating them, I think, on a scale of one to ten. So she'll go in and she'll try the sandwich and she'll show it on camera and she'll share the ingredients She does her little taste test and then, um, you know, she'll just kind of explain a little bit about, you know, if she tried them in the past or if they're better this year than last year or whatever. So for the Anglophile foodies, you definitely don't want to miss that series if you haven't already been watching it. I, I know several of our followers probably already are, but she did start it already a few days ago. So she's a couple days in, but she did put them on reels. So you can go back in her Instagram feed and you can watch the days you missed. The first day, I think she went to Marks and Spencer's and had a turkey and ham hock Christmas sandwich. Mm. And that one, she said, had turkey, ham, stuffing, cranberry, cheese, and then it came with an optional side of gravy. And then the next day she went to Costa Coffee and she had the turkey and trimmings Christmas sandwich, which had turkey, bacon, cheese, sage, and onion stuffing and cranberry sauce. 
Um, so I am not going to spoil her ratings for you. You can go watch and see how she, how she rated him. But I, I was laughing at her videos, especially day two, the sandwich that she tried her reaction to that one was really funny. So uh, have you seen any of them, Rachel? No, I I'm still on a social media detox. So I'm, okay. I'm really staying off of Instagram for the most part. Well, this is where the break It's it's pretty fun, but so, okay. Here in the U S you know, we are, we are just what, two days away from Thanksgiving. So we've got a lot of these flavors that we'll be eating this week, which I'm super exciting, excited for. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. Mm -hmm. I really like cranberry sauce and dressing. Um, So anyway, she's got me in the spirit for all the holiday foods. So go check out all that's pretty. And um, I think, I think everyone will really enjoy it. But other than that, we've got a very full episode. So let's we go ahead really and get to the railroad. We've got a lot to talk about. By the way, we do want to acknowledge U.S. listeners and Thanksgiving. We are recording this on Tuesday. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. We are so thankful for all of you. Three, I guess we're entering year four now. And I am thankful for you, Jessica. Well, I am thankful for you as well and our listeners. And we did, you know, sometimes during weeks where there's a holiday, we'll we'll take it off. But we had a lot to report on today and we wanted to give listeners something to listen to if you're traveling this week. So hopefully you enjoy this episode and bear with us if this isn't maybe the most polished. We're we just have a lot to cover and we're we're traveling and getting around to different places this week as well. So yes, um, hopefully everyone enjoys it. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna cover the news. We did both watch The Crown part one. And just, okay, one sentence summary of what you thought. Oh, no, Rachel, I'm not prepared. So I, well, let me just say this. I really liked that they dropped just four episodes and they split it up. I couldn't have made it more than that. I could not have emotionally handled more than four episodes. I was going to say it made it much easier to, to like digest and watch, um, in like sort of a binge session. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched it over the course of two days, but, um, but I, I agree. Yeah. So that would have been a lot. And I like how they split it up like that. Yeah, I do too. I will just say this. I was in tears and I didn't expect to be, but I was in tears within the first three minutes. And if you've watched, then you know what I'm talking about. And so we realized that this episode will come out on Wednesday. It's been less than a week since part one dropped. So we don't want to give spoilers. We will return to this at some point. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. If we're going to wait until part two, but we did both watch the crown part one. I have thoughts, but I'm, I'm going to, we have so much to talk about today that we're going to let you all catch up over the holiday and we'll be back with the crown part one at some point, but let's get into Kate and the shaping us national symposium. So this is a big deal. This was a landmark speech for Kate. She made a hugely important speech last Wednesday. She did it in style as ever. We will get to the fashion in a moment. I'm trying these days to lead with the work and then go into the fashion, even though I always want to talk about the fashion first, but let's focus first on the meat of the speech. So Kate made keynote remarks at the Shaping Us National Symposium where findings from her Royal Foundation Center for Early Childhood were presented. So I want to quote from Kate here because just like I did with William the other week, because I think Kate's words are better than anything I could paraphrase. So she said, it is time we understood that building a healthier world means nurturing the foundations that support our children, everything from the systems that govern early care through to our attitudes, to those raising the next generation and the support they receive. 
Because if we can create a society which sees the child within every adult and the adult within every child, we will finally start to change it for the better. So this is me now. She has always said that the first five years of a child's life shapes them for the rest of their lives and that trauma and stress and adverse experiences in these years profoundly affect people as adults. So I'm just thinking now, Jessica, as of a shy Kate making her first speech as a working royal reluctantly back in 2012 and how far she has come and just how impressed I continue to be by this woman. So of course, as I just mentioned a minute ago, Shaping Us was launched back in January. It was built on a decade of work. The symposium this week continued to support that effort and it gathered academics, mental health experts, specialists in child development and psychologists together to dissect new research gathered from 21 countries. So I want to quote from Kate again, some more. She said, I care deeply about making a positive difference in helping the most vulnerable and supporting those who are most in need. This is not just about the youngest children in our society who are, by their very nature, vulnerable. It is also about the many young people and adults who are suffering. It isn't enough, therefore, to simply wish for a better world. We must acknowledge and address the root cause of some of today's toughest social challenges and work together to find better answers, because ultimately we are all part of a delicate interconnected ecosystem. And just as we need to restore, protect, and invest in our planet, so we must restore, protect, and invest in our societies, communities, relationships, and ourselves, me again. So that's a nice nod, right? To William's work with mm-hmm. the Earthshot Prize there. Okay, back to Kate. Despite the fact that each and every one of us has had our own childhoods, few people understand the true impact our formative years have had on shaping who we are today. That is why I decided to launch the Shaping Us campaign to raise awareness of and action on the importance of this critical time. So again, me. I don't know how many of you listeners actually read the text of her speech, but it was important to me to share her powerful words here. This is a this is a huge this was a huge moment for her. And I know that we're going to talk about the purple pantsuit and because how can we not? But this was this was huge for her. And I read, I think I was on People because that's where I go, other than Marie Claire, of course, but I go to People all the time for some of the best royal coverage out there. But she was asked, Kate was asked how she was feeling ahead of her speech. And she said she was good but nervous, but excited too. She also revealed that Louis and his classmates, Louis five, by the way, are using a feelings wheel, which I think is adorable at school to help (laughs) them describe their emotions. So I appreciate how she often ties it all back to her own kids, because what better example does she have of children than the three that she's raising? So a bold campaign like this needs a bold look to go with it. Kate delivered as ever. And I cannot wait to talk about this red cape. We'll get there. It's going to be in a minute, but she let's go back to last Wednesday. So she wore a purple Amelia Wickstead pantsuit, as well as sapphire and diamond earrings that belong to her late mother-in-law, Princess Diana. So we've got a photo here. God, I love this. Like, I hate the color purple. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't wear it. And let me tell you why. So I grew up in Kansas. I went to the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk, and our in-state rival, and I especially do not like k-state this week because we just lost in football to them in a heartbreaker on saturday but our instant rival is kansas state their color is purple because of this because i'm a born and bred jayhawk i never have owned purple definitely not this shade of purple which is k-state's shade of purple. i know that's petty and stupid but whatever it just (laughs) is what it is so but this color 
is so gorgeous. She looks phenomenal. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I like the way the suit is tailored. I think it, you know, it fits her very well. And I think it's a flattering cut. I agree with you. I am not a fan of the color purple. I never have been. And it has really? nothing to do with Kansas. I just have never liked it. I've always been a pink girl. Um, but I don't know that a Barbie pink suit would have would have worked. In this well, she's suit. done that before. No. But you know, this this just works. We it's a color we don't really see her in a whole lot, to be honest. And but I was I mean, gonna say fantastic. She she pulls it off. Um, you know, again, like back to the pantsuit stuff. I'm there were other outfits we've seen her in this week that were wow level outfits. Um, and and this was more about the work. So I don't think she was trying to be in like a big wow outfit. I, mm-hmm. you know. I'm kind of indifferent to this, um, you know, which, which maybe that's the point, right. To focus on the message, um, and not I'm the fashion. Sh- so. Yes. But I'm shocked at how much I love this outfit because I do really? trend. Yes. Because I don't trend towards the color purple. This would have been my outfit of the week for her before today. So again, if we're talking favorite pantsuits, I still like that green Burberry one she wore a few months ago. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, you know, I thought she looked great in that white one as well. Um, but you know, I mean, th- this one's fine. It's not. It's not my favorite. But I don't know if we've ever seen her in an. I'm trying to think. I mean, we see her in Amelia Wickstead a lot, but I don't know if we've ever seen her in an Amelia Wickstead pantsuit. But anyway, um, so her early morning, Kate's early morning was especially impressive, considering she had a late night the night before last Tuesday night. Gosh, they've been busy this week, haven't they, for King Charles's birthday party? So I know that you're going to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the king had a private birthday party at Clarence House on Tuesday night, and we talked about his more formal public birthday party with with members of the public last week, but he had one Tuesday night after a busy day of royal engagements, and Kate actually was seen in a sparkly emerald green dress that was later identified as being from Needle and Thread, which I actually have a close uh, tie-in that I'll mention, but... Mm. Uh, Clarence House is where the king and queen live. Obviously, Buckingham Palace is still under renovations right now. Um, so yeah, we can talk about the dress, Rachel. Um, what did you think? Well, it's sparkly, just like you like it. This is a very you dress. And maybe I'm just really boring, but like, and it's not a bad dress. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen many full body shots of like the whole look. You, you I'm looking, we are looking right now at a photo of the like shoulders up of the dress, um, or I guess upper arms up of the dress, like her hair, by the way. I mean, it, she's just into these sparkles and, and maybe I'm just incredibly boring, but the sequins, the sparkles, they don't like, I'm, I, they don't do much for me, but I know that you love a good sparkle and this is that, I mean, from what I can see of it, are those shoulder pads, by the way? There, it does look like there's some structure in the shoulders. So mm-hmm. this dress is very similar in color to that ball gown she wore on the Caribbean tour. Do you remember that one? Yes. And I love the color. I don't have a problem with the color. It's a gorgeous emerald color, but I don't know. I just like, I like, I like my solids. Like, you know, just I maybe again, maybe I'm just so dull, but I like sparkles. So my fun tie in with this dress is you might remember, I think it was back in 2019. She wore a red sparkly needle and thread dress at, I think it was a state banquet at Buckingham palace. If I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And then she wore it again. It might've been 
for the announcement of her Christmas carol service, maybe a couple uh-huh. years ago. Uh-huh. So that dress was one of my favorites by that we've seen her in, and it's by Needle and Thread. I actually have an event coming up in a couple of weeks. And so I went out on the Real Real and I purchased a, a Needle and Thread, same color red. It's a little bit different style. It's got sparkles on the top. Um, and then it's got like a tool skirt and I'm super excited about it. I get to wear it in a few weeks. You and showed me I this was, at the wine place, didn't you? It's gorgeous. Yes. And I was inspired by her red dress. So when I saw she came out with a green one by needle and thread, I was like, yes, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're still doing the needle and thread thing. So. I love it. Yeah. I mean, she looks <laughs> gorgeous. I actually really love her hair here. Yeah. It looks great. It's, it's curly and, and down very pretty. Mm-hmm. So in addition to Kate and obviously William alongside her, other members of the royal family that joined the king and queen were Princess Beatrice, Zara and Mike Tyndall, Princess Margaret's children, David Armstrong Jones, and Lady Sarah Chateau, and the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester. So it sounded like it was a good party. Yeah, I everybody wish we got, got dressed up. We're going to talk about Beatrice in just a minute, but Beatrice wore, she went to two events that night and looked amazing and just mm-hmm. looked like a good, it was a lot. I didn't, I guess I didn't know that it was going to be that fancy, but I, I love it, of course, like bring it out, bring out the sparkles. So let's talk about William for a second. I know you've got some stuff that you want to share about William, but real quick before we jump into that, William made good on a promise made at a Buckingham Palace garden party earlier this year. And while in Manchester, visited the Hideaway Youth Project and Moss Side. So in Manchester, he unveiled a new project that will allocate $130,000. Is that, did you see this, Rachel? Is that U.S. dollars? Yeah, that's U.S. dollars, I think. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was U.S. dollars Mm -hmm. or if I was reading pounds. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is to support an initiative aimed at reducing youth violence through the Manchester Peace Together Alliance. And actually in a funny moment while visiting Side, an 11-year-old boy asked William, how much money was in his <laughs> bank account? Like only, only a young person can get away with that. I love well, it. Well, William actually responded um, and he said he didn't know. So that's that's a tough, tough answer, to uh, a tough question to answer for sure. <laughs> well, let us answer the question of how much William's net worth is, shall we? So <laughs> let's start here. So when King Charles took the throne, William inherited the Duchy of Cornwall, which is an estate of farmland, property, and commercial businesses worth around $1.3 billion. So yeah, again, I don't think that that would have been like a proper answer to get, but that's not all actually. So William also inherited 10 million pounds from the estate of his late mother, Princess Diana, and also inherited millions after his great grandmother, the queen mother died in March, 2002. She had put her money in a trust fund to be split amongst her great-grandchildren with 14 million pounds going to William and younger brother Prince Harry specifically. In the agreement, Harry was to get more than William as the queen mother knew that one day William would inherit the Duchy of Cornwall, which he did and Harry would not. So yeah, I mean, I think, (laughs) I don't know was probably the right answer because how, how are you going to say, well, I'm worth like over a billion dollars. Like, and again, we're trying to make the Royals more relatable, not, not relatable. In all fairness, he probably didn't know the exact amount in his checking account. (laughs) True. And again, that, yeah. And that's, you know, that's just what we know publicly. I'm sure that there's more that, you know, we probably aren't aware of that. I don't know. 
maybe that doesn't have to be publicly reported. I don't know. It's just a lot of money is the short, is the short answer, but that is hilarious. That is, I love these questions from kids. Cause like, they're the only ones that could ask these kind of things. Like how old are you? Uh, I mean, we know how old William is. How much money do you have in your bank account? That's amazing. Um, and as ever, he takes it in stride and, and laughed about it. But yeah, I mean, I think I don't know is the, is the only answer to give there, but um, there's a lot going on Thursday. So in addition to William's visit to Manchester, it also marked his and Kate's 13th anniversary of announcing their engagement. Can you believe it's been 13 years? That's crazy. Wow. Plus, of course, the crown part one. Again, we'll get to that at some point. But also that evening, I can't not mention this. Megan stepped out on the red carpet in, an L- in L.A. at the Variety Women in Power event. I am obsessed with her muted Pruenza schooler dress. It is a beige one-shoulder midi dress with a slit hem. We know Megan likes a good one-shoulder dress. She wore a black one-shoulder dress by Givenchy to the British Fashion Awards in 2018 when she presented her wedding dress designer, Claire Waite Keller, with the British Designer of the Year Award. She later wore a one-shoulder turquoise dress by Christopher John Rogers to the NAACP Image Awards in 2022. So Megan opened up a lot about a lot on the red carpet. Uh, Let's see. She said that she and Harry have a full slate of projects that she wants their projects to make people feel something and that she has no idea why Suits is experiencing a resurgence in popularity, but that as she said, quote unquote, good shows are everlasting. And by the way, I want to put a late ad in here. We caught Megan and Harry at a hockey game last night, Monday night in Vancouver. Harry dropped the ceremonial puck at the hockey game, just like his grandmother, Queen Elizabeth did back in 2002 and I included a photo of Megan I love that like I would wear that dress 100 percent you and I are just we're just on on different fashion wavelengths you want the sparkles and I want this I want the muted beige dress maybe I am maybe I am boring I don't know but she I just knocked a lamp over almost as I said that I was gesticulating with my hands um I think she looks fantastic I like the clutch too well, let's hop out of the nude shades and go back to sparkles. More sparkles. <laughs> so speaking of looks we love, Beatrice actually wore pink sequins in a look that I, I think is reminiscent to what Catherine wore to the Jordanian royal wedding in June. Mm-hmm. The color looked very similar and they were both sparkly dresses. But Beatrice had a really busy Tuesday night, like you mentioned. So after... King Charles birthday party, which actually I don't know if it was before or after, but I would have probably maybe before she attended a party that night celebrating the opening of designer Monique Lillier's London store. And the dress that she was wearing was also by Monique Lillier, which we saw her in at um, Royal Ascot, that really pretty floral yeah, dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, Rachel, I want to get your take on it. It's, it's like a two piece. There is a dress mm-hmm. and the front part is kind of got a plunging neckline, but then there's also a little, like a jacket that is open in the front. It doesn't kind close. Kind of a tape-ish thing, maybe? Like, um, yeah, elbow length on the sleeve. So what do you think about that? Okay, well, we have a side-by-side here of her and Kate. And th- the more, that that Kate dress is, has grown on me. I love that dress. Um, Beatrice's look, I, I don't like, I, again, I'm dull. I don't like, I don't like it. I like, I mean, I don't despise it. I, I would love to see what it looks like without the jacket. Although it does look like it has a plunging 
neckline, which is probably for modesty, why she put that over it, which I understand. But um, yeah, I just, it's just not, it's just not for me. I mean, she looks great. I love, I actually love how that compliments her hair, um, but it's just not my style. It, but I do like the more I look at Catherine's, Catherine's Kate, you call her Catherine, I call her Kate, whatever. Um, the more I look at Kate's dress from the Jordanian Royal Wedding, the more I like it. Um, what do you think of Beatrice's look? Okay, so the dress, like on a hanger, like the dress itself, I I really, really like it. Um, I don't love the added cape piece with it. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what I think feels off about the photo that I've seen of Beatrice. Mm -hmm. I don't think the way she has styled her hair matches the glam of this dress. It does not mm -hmm. look like she styled her hair at all. Um, and I, I just, that was just my take from this. I feel like she needed a good hairstylist to come in and do something glamorous with her hair to match mm -hmm. the sparkles of the dress. Um, I don't know if that would be like a sleek bun mm -hmm. or ponytail or something. I like when you're, when a dress has a lot going on to like keep the hair a little bit simple, mm -hmm. but her hair looks like it hasn't been styled. Um, so that that's my, my take on that. I like, yeah. I love the dress. I think, I think Beatrice has been knocking it out of the park with fashion mm -hmm. lately. I mean, totally. you know, I'm, I'm not critiquing her, her fashion sense. I think she's done a great job with a lot of recent looks, but I would have liked to have seen her hair in some type of updo or some sort of styling with this dress. That's a really good point. And then like, again, we're juxtaposing and we're not playing comparison game. And by the way, Beatrice, you're right. Beatrice's style game has been on point. I mean, obviously either she has taken a renewed interest in fashion or she is working with someone. I'm not really sure, but she is, she's upped her game. But then looking at this photo next to her of Kate, Kate's hair is also down and honestly, relatively, it looks straightened to me, but she also has a tiara on, you know? And so there's like, there's that, and she's got, and that's another thing. Beatrice doesn't have any accessories that I can see. She might have earrings on, but they're not the statement earrings that Kate's wearing. And maybe that's just, there's something missing from the Beatrice look. I don't know. Well, you know, you're zooming in. I am. I'm trying to zoom, I, she looks like zoom she's got in a on, our group, on. on our Google doc. I don't, <laughs> I mean, if she has earrings on and she might, but they're not like, they're not a statement as, as Kate's are, there's just something missing from this look. And, and, and maybe it's the unstyled hair and the, um, and the lack of accessories. I don't know. There's, she could have used a necklace. I don't know. There's just something that's not well, comforting for me. Like I said, I, you know, Beatrice is beautiful. I think her style has been great lately. I, to me, one of my favorite looks was that Monique Lillier at um, Royal Ascot on mm -hmm. her that we've seen her wear, but she, she does wear a lot of similar brands. So we've seen Catherine in as well. Um, I think we've seen her in, I can't think of the designer's name right now, but anyway, I love Monique Lillier, by the way, I would love a Monique Lillier wedding dress, just putting so <laughs> that out there in the universe. But yeah, I mean, again, like I, I like the dress. Um, I just think, I think what's missing is we should have had a little bit more of a glam hairstyle to go with it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, let's, let's move on here. We've got a lot more to cover. So Catherine actually made a surprise appearance to kick off the BBC annual children in need telethon on Friday. And since the telethon started in 1980, it's actually raised over 1 billion pounds for disadvantaged youth in the UK. And Kate said in her message that she was 
delighted to kickstart the telethon. And she said, tonight's all about helping to support, champion, and empower all children to be the very best they can be, which is crucial for their future health and happiness. I like that top, but she's getting a lot of flack for that because apparently I can't tell you a dollar or a pound value on this, but it's an expensive look and she's getting some, some flack for wearing an expensive look to a telethon for children. (laughs) Well, I I hadn't seen that story, but I actually, this is not one of my favorite looks at all. I do not like this. I don't like, I don't, I like the color. I don't like the polka dots. You all know how I feel about polka dots. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the sleeve. Do I don't think sleeve? it's polka dots. I think it's a, a yeah. design. I've got to look at it up close, but um, I I don't like anything about this top. <laughs> well, neither did the public, apparently not because of the style, but because of the price tag. So, <laughs> you know, everybody's got to have a miss once in a while. I didn't think we were going to be talking about fashion that much in this episode, but it's because oh, we have to. It's Kate. She, we've got to talk about the look. Okay, well, let's go ahead and chat a little bit. So I actually I had it in the notes today to talk about Prince Edward's Asia trip, but he is currently still on it. So because we've got a lot of stuff to cover today, I think I'm going to hold that until next week and we can chat about that. But just to remind listeners, you know, we did tell everyone last week he would be traveling to New Zealand, Australia, and Indonesia this week for the 60th anniversary of the Duke of Edinburgh's International Award. He has already been to New Zealand. He's currently in Australia. So we'll just follow that story and we'll chat about it when it concludes next week. Good deal. Well, let's talk about something that just happened today. I'm very excited to talk about the South Korea state visit and banquet. If, If for nothing else, once again, here we are again, the fashion. So I'm dying to know your thoughts on Kate in this red look I know is going to be a polarizing look. It's a little bit daring, but before we do that, let's remind the listeners what you told us last week about this state visit. Yes. So the president of South Korea and his wife are visiting the UK on a two-day state visit, and the king, queen, and the prince and princess of Wales had a ceremonial welcome for the couple today at Horse Guards Parade in London. I saw some pictures for that, Rachel, and it was really pretty. They're really fun pictures on their royal social media pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was I have so many thoughts about this look, but I want to talk about the, um, I want to talk about everything that happened prior. Well, they took part in a carriage procession along the mall to Buckingham Palace. And while at the palace, Charles and Camilla hosted a viewing of a special exhibition in the picture gallery of items from the Royal Collection relating to the Republic of Korea. They also hosted a private lunch for their guests, and then they took part in a wreath-laying ceremony at the Korean War Memorial to mark the 70th anniversary of the end of the war. And they laid another wreath at the grave of the unknown warrior. So I was watching a lot of that online today and and what was happening and um, just a lot of, I mean, they really made a big welcome for, for the president and his wife. And it, it was fun to see. They did. My grandfather actually served in the Korean war. And I think it's such a forgotten war, which I hate. Mm-hmm. It, it matters. So um, I'm glad that they brought some awareness that I can't believe it's been 70 years as if I was around, but just thinking that my grandfather served 70 years ago. 
Anyway, as she is known to do, Kate wore the colors of the flag of the country she's hosting. She is wearing a oh god i'm like i'm obsessed with this and it's going to be so polarizing because people are going to hate it and that's fine but i just love that she's taking some risks so she's wearing a new red wool cape by katherine walker it is um paired with a bespoke hat by jane taylor so interesting note so the bow that you see might look like it is part of the cape it's actually from the dress below the cape also made by katherine walker and if you recognize that bow, it is the outfit that Kate wore to the first Christmas Carol concert back in 2021. Does that look yes. familiar to you? But wait, as soon as I saw this, I was like, wait, is this a rewear from the Christmas Carol service? Because See, I thought I- it was part of the cape, but it's not. It's it's from the dress below. So um, also in a nod to the blue on Korea's flag, Kate wore the same sapphire and diamond drop earrings of Princess Diana's that she wore um, last week to the Shaping Us National Symposium. So, okay. Oh my God. I, I love this color. Like I'm obsessed with this color. The hat, I can whatever, but this, the cape, I just love a cape. And that's something I miss from Megan. Actually, she loved to do a cape and we don't see that much anymore now that she's not a working Royal, but there's so the shot that we're looking at is just, she's standing still and it's fine. But when Kate is in motion in this look, it is gorgeous. So I'm wondering if you have thoughts. Yeah, I actually like this look a lot too. I'm not typically a bright red person, but um, I thought this looked great. I, you know, I love the more classic princessy looks. I like when she wears dresses and coat dresses. And um, so I always, I always tend to gravitate towards those looks a little bit more than, than the pantsuits, but I thought this was a big hit. I really liked it. It was fun to see. It was different. It was a little bit unexpected mm -hmm. and we have a lot of Royals in red this week. Which yes. We'll talk about I, later. Yes. Well, I think that that, you know, has to do with diplomatic dressing, but tonight, Tuesday night, there was a state banquet with 170 guests. The tiaras came out. Love it. But before that, I want to make, quick mention of the PDA photo that you showed me. Remember mm -hmm. you said that to me earlier today, texted me? I did. Yes, I do remember that. So it's, I mean, you can, how, how would you describe it? Cause you're the one that sent it. Well, it was a video and you could see William and Catherine kind of walking together at the palace and he kind of put his arm or his hand kind of on her back and she reached her hand around and they walked there for a second with their arms around each other's backs and it was so cute and romantic yeah I love seeing William <laughs> and Kate in unguarded moments like that which we're seeing more and more of lately and I love it and you know when you sent that sent me that text I thought my gosh they have been together for 20 years half of their lives so yeah I well, love it Stuff like that is, it feels very natural. They had no idea that they were being mm -hmm. necessarily recorded in that moment. And it's, to me, it's like appropriate, tasteful PDA. You know, it, it just it's shows just their, just their respect and, and adoration of each other, you know, and, and I think that's good to see. Absolutely. So let's get into the tiara. So Camilla wore Queen Elizabeth's Burmese ruby tiara comprised of, you guessed it, rubies, as well as diamonds. I think this is beautiful, a beautiful yeah, piece. I love um, that. This piece was likely chosen to match her red velvet dress by Fiona Clare. She also wore Queen Elizabeth's ruby and diamond earrings and necklace. The tiara, by the way, was made in 1973, so relatively new. Um, what do you think of this tiara? We don't see this one very much. I loved it. It was 
I mean, this whole event was full of unexpected looks, which I think we were all really hungry for. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a fun tiara. This is something that if I were a royal, I would want to pull out and wear. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's the perfect size too. It's not too ostentatious. It's not too small. It's perfect. Well, her and- hairstyle is like, she has a lot of volume. Her hair is big enough. Yeah, she, she looks great. Off the big tiaras. Yeah, she looks fantastic. So then Kate's tiara is much older and actually hasn't been worn publicly anyway since the 1930s. So Kate is wearing a new tiara today or tonight, I guess, the Strathmore Rose Tiara. So this comes from the Queen Mother's collection and the Queen Mother and now Kate are the only two to have been seen wearing this piece in public. Queen Elizabeth never was seen wearing it in public. So this piece is named after the Queen Mother's father, whose title was Earl of Strathmore and Kinghorn. It was a wedding present to the Queen Mother when she married the then Prince Albert, who later, of course, became King George VI. This, by the way, is just the fourth tiara Kate has worn as a royal. She wore the Cartier Halo tiara for her wedding day in 2011. She has worn the Lotus Flower tiara, I think, three different times to diplomatic things over the years. And then, of course, the one that she is most seen in, the Queen Mary Lover's Knot tiara. She's worn that one 11 times. So this is only, like, when you think about that. It's only the fourth tiara she's ever worn. Again, she wears the Queen Mary Lovers not a lot, but um, Kate's gown tonight was by Jenny Packham. So some standbys today, Catherine Walker, Jenny Packham, Amelia Wickstead earlier in the week. Um, Where's Alexander McQueen? I don't know, but we've got a lot of old standbys in here. The dress was, Kate's dress was white with gold embellishments. She also wore some earrings that belonged to Queen Elizabeth. And then we've got Sophie, Duchess of Edinburgh. Her husband's away. She's at the diplomatic or at the state dinner, state banquet. She wore the aquamarine tiara tonight along with the rewear. I don't know if you listeners caught this because her coronation outfit was covered up by uh, a robe, but she wore the same cream Susanna crab dress that she wore to the coronation in May. So we've got some photos here. So I love um camilla's tiara her dress is okay um not a massive velvet fan but she camilla looks fantastic kate love um just i'm just looking at the i i can do with or without gloves but she looks so elegant um that that close-up of that tiara look at that that's so beautiful why don't we see that more often that's a beautiful piece her earrings are beautiful too and then sophie beautiful tiara in white as well. So what are your thoughts? Okay. So looking at Camilla, I actually, I love this look. I think she looks great. I mean, she is in this floor length red velvet dress, which I mean, it is, I think it's, it's glam, but it's also really appropriate for her. It's regal with the velvet and she's got the tie-in on the tiara with the color. And um, I actually really love this look. Uh, so I thought yeah, regal is she a good knocked it out of the park. Yeah, um, regal. Moving on to Catherine, again, she knocked it out of the park. I think everyone that when I was looking online earlier, it seemed like I didn't see anything but people just loving this this choice we did see Mm -hmm. her in white at an event not too long ago um but white looks really great on her I mean her face is just glowing Mm -hmm. I think it was so much fun that they pulled out that tiara to surprise everyone like you said I mean no one 
you know, has ever seen that tiara worn out unless you were here in the 1930s. Almost and you 100 it, you years know. ago. Um, so really, really cool that they chose to do that today. Um, I thought that was was really fun. And then I think the gloves just kind of tell us about the formality of the event. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. it's a sign of how, how formal the event was. And then moving on to Sophie, I like this look as well. I thought it was really appropriate. I thought she looked great. I love her tiara also. Anytime there's one with like a really big center jewel, Mm -hmm. those are so cool to me. Like the one that Princess uh, Eugenie wore at her wedding with the big emerald right in the middle. Mm -hmm. That one is really pretty. So I think everybody did a fabulous job on fashion this evening. I mean, I love it all. I really do. I do too. And you know what else I love? This picture of Sophie we're looking at. And I, the, the name is escaping me. His name is Johnny something, but um, Queen Camilla's like, go, like, I don't know if she's, he's her bodyguard or what, but God, he's so hot. Johnny, somebody listeners will know he's just gorgeous. And he's standing right behind Sophie and you can't help but notice him anyway. That's neither here nor there, but um, yes, everybody looked fantastic tonight. So a plus plus. Well, that is going to wrap up what we'll cover in Royal Rundown this week. We have so much to get to. We'll we'll catch back up on anything we miss next week. But let's go ahead and jump into Royals around the world. We've got a couple of stories this time. So first up, our Swedish Royals have been on the road traveling. We've got Princess Madeline, who was recently in Washington, D.C. for a Nobel Prize event at the Swedish Embassy. And Crown Princess Victoria has made an official visit to Germany. Rachel, I've got to ask you, what's with so many royal visits to Germany lately? I know, right? I don't know. So first we had King Charles and Queen Camilla, and then we had Crown Prince Hakan and Crown Princess Metmerit of Norway. And now we've got Crown Princess Victoria and Crown Prince Daniel of Sweden making a trip there. But the royal couple were hosted by the president and his wife at Bellevue Palace. And during their visit... They recognized the National Day of Mourning, which remembers those who lost their lives due to conflict and oppression. And Crown Princess Victoria gave a speech where she said, my strong family ties to Germany and everything German has been an integral part of my life since I was a child. My feelings for Germany are intimate and deep. So um, if you'll remember, Crown Princess Metmerit actually gave a speech when she was in Germany as well. Yeah, I do remember that now that you said that. So let's go ahead and chat about this next story because I have some pictures on here and I want to chat about them with you, Rachel. I don't know if you saw this news, but we had another royal wedding this week. Did you see that? Actually, I missed it, but I'm looking at her, the bride's dress and I love it. We'll talk about that in a minute, but Yeah. yeah. So I had to do a little bit of research on this because I, I don't know a whole lot about this royal family or I didn't know anything about them before this, but, um, Bugosa is one of four constitutional monarchies in Uganda, and their king married his queen this past week. So the king is King William Gabula Nadiope IV, and he is 35 years old. And he married Jovia Mutesi, who I believe is 31. They were married on November 18th. So Queen Jovia is only the fifth queen of Bugosa. And at their wedding, they had 2,000 guests in attendance. They had a 100-person choir. And here's a little bit of romantic news for you. After the wedding ceremony... 
They process to their reception at the palace, where later on at 11 p.m. in the evening, King William repeated his vow to love his wife until the end of time. So, Rachel, first up, we've got a wedding cake here that looks like it's about seven or eight. That's one hell of a wedding cake. That is huge. (laughs) Is that is that caramel on that? Or I know I know it's supposed to be like a castle. But hmm, that um, I, I some I don't know if it's fondant or something on there for the structure. But yeah, it's it's white. It's got flowers. It's got gold detailing. And I mean, I guess if you've got two thousand people to feed, you need a big cake. That is a big <laughs> cake. And this dress reminds me of Kate. Actually, I yes, was- that's what I was gonna say. It is very reminiscent of Catherine's wedding gown when she married William. Oh, I love it. Absolutely beautiful couple. Wow, I love that. Yeah, this was a fun one to learn about and report on, and I wanted to share it. So um, the bride looks beautiful. She's got a bouquet too. Oh, yeah, a big, big white floral bouquet. And then she's got her veil is not, I don't know how it was in the ceremony, but it's pulled back. It's not covering her face, but her dress is very much like Catherine. So it's got the like the lace piece over the top it's long sleeves it's kind of got that v uh neckline Mm -hmm. and then her dress is more of like a line you know it it goes out at the waist um but really really great pictures and a fun wedding to report on i want a piece of that cake surely they've got enough for me right that's a big cake (laughs) Well, lastly, we had Monaco National Day on November 19th. So there were several family members and extended family members from the Monaco royal family at this event. But we also got a photo of Prince Albert, Princess Charlene, and their twins, Jacques and Gabriella. So a little bit about the national uh, Monaco National Day. The day's events began with mass. That was followed by a parade and a balcony appearance by the family. Um, Princess Caroline and Princess Stephanie were also in attendance. We saw some photos of them. And then this was really cute. The children had like matching moments with their parents. If you, I've got a picture down here and Mm. Prince Jacques was dressed in uniform, just like Prince Albert. And then Princess Gabriella was wearing this navy coat and hat that matched her mother's, who um, Princess Charlene was in this ruby red color. That's why I said we've got a lot of royals in red this week from Catherine to Camilla to Charlene, all of our three C's here Mm -hmm. in red. But Princess Charlene was in this monochromatic um, red look. It was like a midi-length double-breasted coat. She had red suede knee-high boots, a red hat, and red gloves. So, I think I thought Charlene looked great at this event. I thought she looked really, she's really been good. Also, another royal that's been looking great. She's had some good fashion choices mm-hmm. lately. I've seen her at several things, and I've been wowed by her choices. So we've got, I don't know, our royals are really, they're really showing up with the fashion lately. Yeah, and I love the color red. So I'm, I'm just as much as I dislike the color purple. Inversely, I love the color red so much. Like that's one of my favorite colors on myself personally, and especially these scarlet and crimson colors that we've got going on. I'm just, I love it. It's just very wintry to me. It just, mm-hmm. it works. So I was gonna say, I, it's got to be the right shade of red. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think a scarlet or a crimson, even a burgundy is really Mm -hmm. pretty. Um, Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
Well, we have made it to our very last Royals Around the World factoid of the week, which makes me sad because these have been so fun to do. We had the deep dive and now we have the factoid and now that's ending. So we'll come up with something in its place. But um, there have been many abdications that led to total change ups in the line of succession not the least of which happened with the British royal family in 1936 when King Edward VIII abdicated the British throne to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson, thereby setting Princess Elizabeth up to one day become queen. So we have talked about the Japanese royal family on the show many times, mainly about Princess Mako rescinding her royal title for love. She married commoner Kai Kimuro and Japan's current emperor, Naruhito ascended to the throne on May 1st, 2019, because of the abdication of his father. So Mako's father, Fumihito, is Naruhito's younger brother, and he is the heir presumptive to the Japanese throne. His son, Hisahito, is next in line. But the family that I want to give you the factoid about today is the royal family of the Netherlands, who we talk about on the show all the time. So King Willem Alexander took the throne in 2013 after his mother abdicated the throne. Willem Alexander is married to Queen Maxima. They have three daughters, including the heir to the throne, Katharina Amalia, who will forever be known as the one that gave up her, her inheritance <laughs> and set this trend, which I'm sure other royals don't like, or maybe they love it. I don't know. Um, we've spoken of her on the show before. So Maxima is Argentinian, which I'm not sure I realized. And when the two of them met and he introduced himself as a prince, she thought he was joking, which is <laughs> hilarious um he actually proposed of all things while they were ice skating so Uh there's some um inspiration for all of you who are going to go ice skating by the way you know what I heard and we never followed up on this remember I talked to you about Peter Phillips wanted to do the skating rink at Kensington Palace it got canceled for safety yes which makes I mean I wouldn't have been able to go anyway but I'm sad for the people that are gonna miss out so anyway you can't propose sorry sorry everybody I was gonna say guys anybody can propose oh gosh I almost knocked that lamp over again Uh, I'm gesticulating over here but um sorry guys are girls or whoever you can't propose on the Kensington Palace ice skating rink but you can be like King Willem and propose on an ice skating rink somewhere else I guess so speaking of fashion Maxima has great fashion yeah oh yeah and Letizia I mean I'm telling you guys if like you're if you're listening to the show you're not sleeping on royals around the world but those that are not paying attention to other royal families around the world are really missing out on fashion and on juicy gossip and just the, the whole thing so that is my very last rules around the world fact where that kind of makes me sad that was fun to do that was fun and I know everybody enjoyed that so we've got a lot of other segments we'll do in the future but oh, yeah. thank you for sending us on that little journey Rachel All right. Well, that does it for us. Of course, like we mentioned at the top of the episode, I hope all of our listeners have a very happy Thanksgiving. We are grateful for you all joining us here each week. And don't just hang out here. Come join us on Instagram. You can follow us at Podcast Royal. Um, please, please go on Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating. You can always leave a kind note. We appreciate that. If you uh, have any questions for us or 
if you have a critique, send us an email. <laughs> you can that's DM the, us. That's the hard and fast rule from now on. Yes. <laughs> you can DM us on Instagram or you can email us at hellopodcastroyal at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for tuning in to episode 115 of Podcast Royal. Bye. Bye. Thank you.